everyone. I'm Esther Kovac, co-founder of Drone Talks, and I'm here with Justin, who's a senior vice president of commercial operations at Sprite. And he is my first, you know, guest today here at Amsterdam Drone Week. And I'm very excited to talk to him. He's, he's amazing, very easygoing. You know, I didn't even change my shoe. I mean, the sneakers. <laughs> because, you know, he has this great American mindset. So, you know, thanks, Justin, for, for accepting my invitation. Absolutely. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. You know, so, you know, probably anyone knows Justin already or Sprite because wherever I go around the world, you know, the number one company who mentioned is Sprite, you know. So, Justin, why is that? Tell me, tell me what's, the, what's the strategy behind this and how actually, you gained. I don't know, because we actually <laughs> don't uh, put out a lot of stuff. So it's, I'm glad you're hearing about us. But uh, yeah, I mean, Sprite's a commercial drone operator. That's what we do. So we're, we're an operator. We're focused on two main areas, the utility inspection space and the medical delivery space. Uh, obviously, we were born out of Air Methods, which is a large uh, medical helicopter operator in the US. And we were focused initially on how do we use drones within that construct. And uh, what we found is that there's a ton of opportunity in the US, but there's even more opportunity globally. So as we've made our way around the world and engaged with different countries and different customers, um, it's the, the world's gotten around. And actually, I didn't expect this to be such a busy event, but there are so many customers here at the same time. It's been really a wonderful place for us for the last couple of days. That's great. So, um, if I understood that you had two main line of business, you know, maybe start with the first one, you know, the the hospital and delivery and yep. medical use cases, you know, I think that was one of the first, you yeah. know, in the drone industry and you're really strong in it. So you work with hospitals mostly or pharmaceutical companies? It's a good question. So initially the, the premise was that Air Methods has um, over 400 aircraft in the United States. They've got over 300 bases. And the idea was what could we use those bases for? So you've got kind of base as a platform, base as a concept that you could use for other operations. About 90% of what Air Methods does is the movement of people. So uh, they're moving people between hospitals or from the scene to a hospital. And so the idea was what else could a drone do in that community for those customers, for those hospitals. And as we engaged with the hospitals, we found that the market was enormous. However, hospitals need to move a lot of things of different sizes. And that's the really big challenge is that, you know, you might have something that's only weighs two pounds, but it, it's this big. And so the number of drones really needed to facilitate all of the hospital's needs is quite a few. It's really challenging. Um, on top of that, the regulations in the U.S. are really hard. So um, although we're going through the TypeSir program and we have an active 135 certificate and an accepted SMS program, it's still not easy to scale business there. So we're doing a lot of really cool work in the U.S., um, but we've expanded that to the international market. And what we found is that uh, the labs and the pharmacies and the hospitals that move lab and pharmacy work are really where kind of our core business will start. Um, we're obviously agnostic to the aircraft that we use. We've got small aircraft that do smaller missions. We've got medium-sized aircraft that yeah. do medium range. And then we're invested in a lot larger aircraft from places like Switzerland where uh, we can do things in the hundreds of miles, which will be coming out in the next couple of years. So our focus is really to kind of crawl, walk, run, which the regulators like. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we're focused on the things that move every day in high volume today, and then we'll move larger equipment in the next couple of years for hospital customers. It all makes sense, you know. Um, but I'm a little bit would like to challenge you because I just I, I think uh, you know I had a, I had a call with one of the main hospitals. Uh, 
in, in Switzerland, you know, where we are based. And, and it was a fantastic discussion. He really explained me, he's a head of logistics at the hospital, and he explained me, he went through, you know, million demonstrations with drones, you know, and they had a lot of pilot projects. And I think by now all the hospitals went through this. But now he wants different. They really don't want this anymore proof or piloting. They want to do operation as yep. business as usual, you know. They want a real service. Yes. Yep. So so what do you think? Are we ready for that? Can we do that? Uh, what's your experience? I'm sure you engage so yeah. many other hospitals. This, you is, know? this is the unpopular opinion question. Yes. <laughs> um, it's interesting. So actually both lines of our business have the same kind of current problem. And so you've got drones that have been around for 10 years commercially now. I've been in this space for about a decade. Um, but really, if you look around, it's still the same kind of event. You still have a lot of drone manufacturers and software solutions that are trying to find each other and put together one package. And when you go to the customer, none of this actually matters. What matters is that they're expecting a service and they don't necessarily care how you do it, but it has to be reliable and it has to work. And one of the things I always tell our customers about is that if I take a two-step process and I use a drone now and it's 12 steps, it fails. The whole thing falls apart. And so it's really important to look at how that works. We actually have several customers right now who want a solution to just be put into service. There's no more pilot programs. And so I think one of the unfortunate things about drones and the fact that it's taken this long to really get it commercialized is that a lot of people have been burned already by pilot programs or it didn't work or it didn't scale. And so our focus really is to put things into service and have commercial contracts and to start flying commercially. Uh, we still take a very much crawl, walk, run to that. But um, I will echo what you said and say that that is absolutely the direction it's going. I think the next phase of all this, which is really where we're focused, is that the drone is one piece of a much larger puzzle. Uh, how the drone interacts with the hospital, where it lands, how they request the drone, how we manage chain of custody of everything. Uh, the investment we put into this is sizable, mainly because the drone is one piece of a massive puzzle that has to work seamlessly. And although, you know, our, our helicopter business at our methods is, is life-saving and people are dying and we're flying them back and forth, the drones aren't necessarily doing that yet. However, if that blood sample doesn't get to the hospital, it, it causes all sorts of problems. So it's really of the same mindsets, the same level of emergency to get that there. And so they're expecting a reliability that I don't think most of the drone industry actually recognizes. Yeah. And that's where I think the perception comes from. But yes, we see that all the time. And you know what I'm, what I'm hearing from you, which is really interesting because it's the first time I'm hearing this, is that we're always talking about integration, you know, yeah. and harmonization, but we're always talking about the harmonization within air traffic, harmonization yeah. within, you know, uh, air um, and aviation stakeholders or CAAs, but we never talk about integration within the logistic infrastructure right. and an already existing, you know, ways of working of hospitals, yeah. all right? So I think you're the first to understand this should be also integrated to their own logistics chain yep. and and because honestly this uh, integration of the air traffic and integration of of you know you space airspace and this I'm hearing it every day but I, I very rarely hear that one what you are pointing out you know yep. um, so, so it's extremely it, interesting. And it's, I'll, I'll be honest it's very hard I mean it, when you really look at it there's there's regulations for the aircraft and where it can land yeah um, if you go to a hospital in Europe for example the hospitals are usually in fairly dense cities right 
because that's what hospitals serve as people. So exactly. if you look at it at its core, it's not actually easy from the start. Uh, everybody always says drones are a great medical solution, and they are, but I don't think most people recognize how challenging that really is. So if you look at the places at the hospital you can land, the next question is, okay, I'm gonna land here, but where's the lab? Is the lab all the way over here, and these guys are gonna have to walk in the snow for exactly. 20 minutes to go pick stuff up? They're not gonna do that. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting challenge that, that we've had to solve to come up with solutions where it's actually a better solution than what they're doing today. And then you've got to make it cheaper, which is also not easy. Um, and you've got to have a service that actually makes sense. So um, I feel like we've done a good job mastering this and, and really putting it together. I say all the time, we want more competitors to do what we're doing because we want more people to show that there's actually a commercial viability to a lot of these medical use cases. So you know, we're focused on the hospitals, the labs, and the pharmacy that moves between those facilities. Uh, the people that are doing organs and other things, you know, we want them to be successful because drones really do have a good play in a lot of this. A lot of the cities we're working in, it could take 30 minutes to drive a mile. And so being able to fly that, it, it actually is life-saving at some level. But uh, to your point, it takes a real integration with the healthcare system, and then we can talk about the airspace and what it means up there. Yes, this is what I see more and more, you know, and, uh, and I think this user perspective is the other which I miss uh, at a lot of conferences, you know, and a yeah. lot of places. But you just mentioned me, you travel to the user conferences, you know, you just yep. back from uh, somewhere in uh, UAE, right? Yep. And you go, and when you go to these conferences, what's normally people reaction on these drone deliveries? You know, I'm, I'm really curious to understand, you know, you go there and say, hey, we can deliver, you know, your guts yep. at a hospital with drones. And what's, what do they say? They're already aware of it or, or it's, it's something? Most people, yeah, most people are aware of it. Okay. Um, yeah. But they, most people want it tomorrow, and that's always yeah. the hardest thing. So uh, how much is it? Can it fly tomorrow? Can we do it uh, next week? And so it's a little bit of an educational process to get them there. Uh, we've made a lot of really great educational tools that explain how the system works and how we implement it and what our, our process is. Um, I think one thing that's always been really different for us is that there's a lot of technology companies that have built drones that are trying to be an aviation company, whereas we're an aviation company that's starting to use drones, and that's a very different mindset. So, uh, especially being a healthcare aviation company that's starting to use drones, it's very unique from that perspective. Um, but you know, to your point, I think that uh, a lot of people spend time at these conferences, but there's there's no customers here. Yeah. The customers are at the yeah. other conferences, and so yes. um, I can say that. Uh, you know, the drone is an amazing centerpiece to those conferences and attracts a lot of attention, which is really exciting. Uh, and you learn a lot about how people want to use it and the different countries that have different needs and different problems. Uh, because one of the things that we bring back from that that's really important, uh, and we do a lot of work with Lorenzo on this, is that, you know, the drone has a configuration that has to be certified. And you might have three or four use cases for that drone, and it may require different subsets of equipment on that aircraft to actually yeah. make it function. But we can't just keep changing the drone over and over Because it's over certified over. for- it, It's certified yeah. for this. So uh, we've spent a lot of time over the last, uh, say, year and a half or two years, just hardening what the drone needs to meet all these things all over the world, all at the same time. Oh, wow, like a multifunctional. And it's hard to yeah. do, because most of the manufacturers don't have the mindset of, uh, uh, I'm going to build this and then I'm going to help you guys modify yeah. it. If you look at like a, a United and a Boeing, yeah. you know, the 737 has all sorts of different configurations for every airline, right? So they've got different avionics and different mm -hmm. seating configurations. But if you go to most drone manufacturers, they have one drone, comes off the line like this, and this is what you get. 
but my drone needs to be different. It's got to have these other things. So I think we've been fortunate that we found really good partners on the drone space that are willing to work with us because it's not really my requirements, it's yes. the customer's requirements. Exactly. Um, and they're modifying it and hardening it for us so that we've got really good solutions for the customers. But I think, you know, I can be rough, it's my own show, right? This is what is my personal opinion. This drone industry, you know, even when I was in my 20s, I got into this and everyone, it was full of engineers who love engineering yeah. and they do a drone for their own fun. Mm -hmm. And after someone put a lot of VC money under them and they've said, oh, this drone can do X, Y, Z, right? And because the whole industry born from this mindset somehow, like I engineer something cool, I love it, I'm an engineer and what I do, I do for my own self. And after I try to sell it, right. Instead of the opposite approach, you know, you understand what your customer needs and they engineer that one. Yeah. And this is where aviation has this million years experience because right. you do the second approach, you understand what they need and you engineer that one or trying to find a partner who engineers yeah, customer that requirements. one. Yeah, yeah exactly. but this shift in the drone industry, I still, I still don't see that deeply. I think we need to, you know, kind of still shift this mindset as a drone industry towards to yeah. that, you know. I'm not engineering for my own self, I'm engineering, and after I like some, find someone who likes it, yeah. I engineer for a purpose, you know, yeah. right? Um, that's what, what I am. Uh, yeah, no, and it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, if, if you're not doing that, you're definitely missing the boat from the perspective that the regulators and the certification process, it requires requirements gathering and, and managing and, and putting that stuff through the process of development. And if, if you're not gathering those requirements and developing against it, you're just kind of building and they will come yeah. type scenario, which has never been very successful. So uh, we finally have good partners to be able to support that. We're really happy about that side of it, but Amazing. it's definitely an interesting challenge because 90% of what we see in most drone events are not ready for that type of yes. prime time. And then it's, I need 200 drones and how are you yes. going to produce that? <laughs> so that's the hard part, so. Yeah, but why, just, you know, uh, in your opinion, in your humble opinion, why uh, this uh, medium enterprises, medium small enterprises cannot produce like the demand, you know? Mm -hmm. If I go and say like, I, I go and say, I need 500 drones, I don't know, in the next one year, why do they fail to, to manufacture those 500 drones? Is it, what do you see, you know, general? It's more a general opinion. Yeah. I, am, uh, I think it boils down to really two things. One is that there's a lack of experience in supply chain management. Um, so understanding how a real, you know, supply chain works or having experience or coming from either an industry or maybe a, a drone manufacturer that is building things in the thousands, right? So there's definitely a lack of that. And I think the other piece of it is that most of the drone manufacturers, unfortunately still, and this has been like a decade of the same problem, are trying to do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard. Like yeah. if you look at any aircraft manufacturer, they're an integrator is what they really are. They've got all sorts of great partners and suppliers and everybody does their part really well. Exactly. And they put it together. When you're really trying to build everything yourself, you have to be a master of all those things. And it's very, very difficult to put all that together and make it successful. So uh, what we found is that the, the people that are willing to accept you know, partnerships with all of our suppliers, yeah. we have picked you know, sub-components of the aircraft yeah. and we say, this is what we need and they're willing to work with that, it actually frees them up to be more successful in pr Are you production. Are core business? Yeah, and the they're production. core business. And so uh, we're happy to see people starting to make that shift. But I am surprised it has taken this long. I think 
this industry has done this for a long time where I'm going to do everything by myself. I don't need anybody else. I think that's actually been a real limiting factor to a lot of and, and I agree with that. Even, you know, my own self, when I started my startup, I thought like I can do everything, you know. Well, you I can, can do everything because you're amazing. <laughs> but, but it's not the case because you're failing and it goes on quality. It's not yeah. like I cannot deliver, but the quality is going to be low. That was right. my personal challenge with my own startup, you know, back in the time. Right. I could deliver, but the video, you see my videos, it was a little bit, you know, blurry always, you know, it was a little bit. And I, I, I think it's the same example in, in production. You know, you can produce right. it, but on which quality level? That's, That's right. the question yep. as well, right? Absolutely. Like, uh, at least in the mind. A last thought, Justin, what, what will be your message, you know, uh, to the regulators or, or C-level executives of the drone uh, manufacturers or, or the users who are watching us, you know, any, any Closing remarks, Closing remarks, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is that I hope people continue to work together and, and, and do this uh, as a group. We are one industry that needs to support each other to get to where we need to go. Um, I think everybody beats up on the regulators all the time, but in, the reality is that regulators need a good, cohesive package to say, we think this is acceptable. And I don't think there's still a lot of that happening. So. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of problem with the regulators because we understand how that works and we just deliver so them. What, yeah, we, we know what they're looking for. So it's uh, it's always interesting to see that happening. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's a lack of cooperation between companies and customers and and uh, parts of the industry that really is, is limiting. So we welcome everybody to work with us. We hope that more people reach out and we appreciate the opportunity to be here. It sounds amazing, you know, and Justin also going to help us to shape our real cities, you know, our invitation only event where we like see the executives, you know, uh, so probably going to see Justin a lot in an upcoming month, you know, at our channel. Uh, helping me with his amazing knowledge, you know, regarding that. So thank you so much, Justin, for thank the you interview. For having me. Very excited. Thank you. Yep.